right, welcome back to the Joe Cozo Show. We have lots to talk about. I got something going. I got something cooking here. This is the big leagues. It's New York. I said I was in the worst neighborhood, man. I said I had a near-death experience. Crazy? Robert, have you been through what I've been through in the past month? You'd be, you'd be crazy, too. November 16th, welcome to the politics version of the Joe Cozo Show, sponsored by the Joe Cozo Show. Be also on the lookout for our motivational show as well, also sponsored by the Joe Cozo Show. So let's get right into it here. The first thing that I want to talk to you about is the two political parties that we have. You have the Democratic Party, who is right now probably at the strongest point that they've ever, ever have been. I mean, listen. I'm not a Democrat, I'm a Republican, and I'm ashamed that I'm a Republican because of how bad the Republicans are, but I will say this, I wish I was affiliated to a party with the strength of the Democratic Party. Democrats right now have so much power that you can only be envious, and if you're not envious, you're just jealous, right? And it goes hand in hand, if you're envious, you're like, oh wow, you know, I mean, I wish our party can do that, and then of course then there's also the jealous part of it, like, Man, I, why aren't we like that? Well, how do we get like that? And I wanna be like that. I want that type of power. Because the Republican Party right now is at its weakest. And that goes right to the leadership. We don't have a plan at all. We have people in the Republican Party, and I have to tell you the truth, I don't even consider myself a Republican or a Democrat anymore, to be honest, either way, because I think both parties are extremely corrupt. I'm an American, and I just want what's best for America. Even when I was growing up, I never looked at Democrats as evil people. I just thought they had different ideologies and different differences of opinion. I mean, how many girls I've dated in my past that we didn't see eye to eye, but I still stayed with them. We, and I'm not talking politically. I'm talking about even just listening to music. I'm talking about even, you know, however we would have sex together. We have maybe a difference of opinion, but that doesn't mean that I hated the person. It doesn't mean that I never want to talk to the person. But right now, the political climate in America is just two extremes. And again, going back to the Republican Party, we are at the weakest, weakest, and I don't even want to say we anymore. The Republican Party is at its weakest it's ever been. And I'm ashamed to even say that I'm affiliated with the Republican Party because of the leadership. And it starts with Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell is a two-faced liar. He's in bed with China. His wife has businesses that are thriving in China. So you know that he's going to be handicapped. He's got his hands tied behind his back. He's not going to do anything that's really going to go against China's interests because of his wife. He's totally compromised. But yet, the American public doesn't see that. And we still put him there. He just now won minority leader in the Senate. Why? Why would we have him? What has he done for the Republican Party that we keep nominating him and keep rewarding him for such a thing? Listen to what he said today 
you know, he has a press conference. He gets awarded this, you know, position again. And he's talking about how the two parties have to compromise and come into the middle here. Watch. And so my message to the administration, and you saw some of it this year, let's find some things between the 40-yard lines that we can agree on and do them. And we did some of that this year. Infrastructure, chips, school safety, mental health. We need to make some progress for the American people, but it's going to have to be in the political center. Listen, I'm going to say this right now. We just witnessed what I just played there is a beta male. That's not an alpha male. And the Republican Party starts needing some alpha males, some alpha females. It doesn't matter. I don't care what sex it is. And by the way, there's only two sexes. I don't care what is going on out there. It is completely banana republic that we have this whole theory that there's more than two sexes. I, I, I really, how we even get into this conversation, and we'll talk about that later in the show, but we need some alpha type individual, alpha type leadership. And again, I don't care if it's a female or a male. You have Carrie Lake from Arizona. I will take her as the president of the United States like that all day. Why? Because she loves America. America first. And I'm not saying America first because of Donald Trump. I'm saying America first because that's my theory. Everything else should come second. What I love about America first is it gives me the liberty to go outside and have freedom. It gives me the ability to say one day, you know what? I don't want to be an attorney anymore. I want to do maybe be an x-ray technician or maybe I want to get involved in some real estate. Why I was able to do that or why I am able to do that is because of the freedoms that I have living here in the United States. When we don't put America first, we start, live, we start um, giving up those rights. I mean, you look at China right now. Would you ever want to live there? Would you ever want to live in North Korea, Russia, or anything like that? Absolutely not. Not even in England. And what's happening here is we, through our leadership, through the Democrats and Republicans alike, we are allowing ourselves to start this globalization type economy, a globalization type country, and we're now, all of those ideologies are siphoning into our country and we're buying into it. I don't want anything to do with it. I want to be isolated. That's one of the benefits of living here in America. We're not attached to countries like Europe. We only have two countries that are on our borders, Mexico and Canada, two countries that are basically killing us. Canada and Justin Trudeau is a complete joke. And what Mexico is doing with their cartel, which basically runs the entire country, and what they're doing into the border and killing our children, killing our citizens, and of course allowing all of that border to be wide open and all the immigration to come through is destroying us as a nation. And we'll get into that too. But what you just saw was Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell is the definition of what a rhino looks like, okay? Just Republican in name only. That's it. He doesn't have the best interests for America. What he should have been doing right there is stop saying about the 40-yard line and start saying, hey, listen, we need to go on the attack. We just got the House. The House has got to do their job. I'm saying I got my hands tied over here, but I'm going to help out Kevin McCarthy. We're going to start investigating. We're going to start doing things. We're going to start representing the American people. Let alone, we're going to start representing the people that elected us. The Republican agenda, but he doesn't do that. 
You don't see Democrats saying when President Trump was elected into office, let's start getting, you know, let's meet in the middle here at the 50 yard line. Let's start doing things together as a nation. No, they didn't say that because the Democrats, they don't want anything to do with any Republican ideas. They have their own ideas. And that's why we need to now rip the GOP from the inside out. Now, some people are saying, well, we need a third party. Yeah, probably we do. But that will never get us to win then because the Democrats will still have all of those votes. And then we will basically split up the Republicans and whatever new party that there is. And then we'll never have a chance to ever win. We have to revamp. That's what we need to do. We have two years now before the 2024 election. What just happened in this other election is a complete disaster. I know that we flipped the house and we did some things, but everybody's talking about this red wave. It really, was it a really a, a red wave? How are the likes of say Carrie Lake not elected as the governor? And what would have happened there with, uh, with Carrie Lake is that she would have secured that whole border, but now that's gonna be wide open again. And what's happening at the border is a complete travesty. Now, what has to happen in the Republican Party is we have to start having a game plan. See, what we've been doing and why I think we lost the midterms like we did is because all we're doing is bashing Joe Biden. And we thought that just by Joe Biden's numbers alone was going to get us what we called a red wave victory. But we never had a real plan. Like here, I'll give you for instance, gas prices are too high. That's what we kept running on. Joe Biden has allowed gas prices to go too high. Well, what has the Republican Party, what have they done to tell the American public on their strategy if they get back to Congress, get back to Senate, what are they planning on doing to lower the gas prices? You don't hear anything of that. All you do is hear is bashing. Gas prices are so low. See, the Democrats, they play with a different type of strategy. Their blueprint is completely different. They come at you with solutions. Now, you and I may not agree with those solutions, right? But at least they have a blueprint on what they, you know, what they want to achieve and how the path leads into that success. Republicans don't have that. Another thing is crime. All we keep saying is crime is high in New York. Crime is, high, crime is high in L.A. Crime is high in Chicago. Crime is high in Baltimore. But what do the Republicans actually say that they're going to do to prevent it? What is it? And again, because we have no spine. And if we start saying certain things, then it looks like what? Oh, well, we're racist. Because what the Democrats do is they play that race card. And Republicans then put the tail between their legs because they don't want to be called a racist. Enough with that. Enough with, I'm nervous about being called a racist. I'm nervous that you're going to attack me on ethnicity and say that I'm judging people on the color of their skin. We need to be on the offensive, on the attack. Instead, what we're doing, we're just, you know, uh, crime. Well, that's why you don't vote for them because crime is so high. But what are you gonna do if you're into office? Do we have a plan? Do we have, can we map it out? You know, it was sort of like what happened when Trump came into office about the Obamacare. They just wanted to repeal, you know, or, but what was their plan? What were they actually going to do? Do they have a new health infrastructure? No, they don't come with that. They just bash Obama's plan, Obama's health care. They don't have anything of their own at all. 
And that's one of the reasons why we lost in the midterms, in my opinion, or didn't have that type of success. You can sit there and say, well, we flipped the house. That's a success. Yes, it is. But it's not what we thought was going to happen. This economy is crushed. Inflation through the roof, crime through the roof, the border is wide open. We should have been shutting down these midterm elections like this, like it was going out of style. One, two, three, four. Senate should have been ours without a doubt. And that would have then put the Democrats on notice. But now the Democrats are like, hey, we got the ball still rolling here, baby. We got the White House. We got the Senate. We still got things popping here. It's okay. We'll still get things done. We'll still get our agenda done. And inflation, again, what do we do? We attack. Oh, inflation is so high. Inflation is bad. The price of goods here. Watch this montage here of grocery stores that, you know, the prices of goods in grocery stores, especially for the holidays. Here, watch this. Let me show you some price comparisons here. A carton of eggs. This is supposed to be the cheap protein, right? Well, up 43% year over year. And milk, it's up 14% year over year. Maybe you thought you'd save some money with fruits and vegetables. Well, those are up 9% too. Coffee up 14%. And let me tell you, if you're a cook and you use butter, 33% year over year increase from October to October. Now, all of this means that Thanksgiving is going to be much more expensive. Yes, we know that. We've been knowing that. But what are Republicans? See, what are is their plan to reduce inflation? They didn't have any of that. No one came out and said, and, and, and a unified, a unified voice on how we can reduce inflation if elected into Congress, if we can take over the House and the Senate. We don't have any of that. Instead, Biden, you know, this is Biden's inflation. This is Biden's fault. Okay, well, that's great. But if you do now regain and take over Congress, what is the map to success? What's the roadmap? What does it look like? Tell us. Again, another thing, the border. Yes, we know the border is wide open. We know what's going on here. But what are you going to do about it? See, here's the thing about the border. If I was in charge, we know, and I would say to the American public, hey, listen, we know that there's going to be some type of immigration that's going to come in here. We know that, right? That's why we have some type of assimilation. We're going to allow certain people to come in here, but we're going to allow them, but they're going to accept the American culture. We're going to want people to come in here. So we're going to pass bills that when they come in here, we're going to set them up with schools to teach them English. One of the things that really needs to happen is that we don't have it on the federal books that English is our basic language. We need to do that. We need to establish that. We need to start, you know, developing an American culture and have it that people know you come to America. This is what's going to be expected of you. But we don't do that. We don't have any plan as a party at all. That's why the Democrats are winning and they are winning. You could say they're cheating with the elections. You could say that they're doing all types of things because they own social media and you have Facebook or you have Twitter or Google, or whatever it is, and they're influencing types of elections. You could say all of that. I'm done with all that nonsense. I'm done with it all because Republicans don't sit there and have any direct proof. It's just minutia. It's just throwing out things. Okay. Maybe if Republicans actually had a plan on how to make America, America succeed, people would follow and sit there and listen and say, you know what? Those are good ideas. That's something I can back. 
But you're not going to turn anybody from originally voting Democrat or people that are on the middle and all you're doing is bashing. You have to have an agenda that people can follow and understand. So you have this immigration. You know that you're going to allow certain people to come in here. That's what's going to happen. And what we're going to do is we're going to teach them. We're going to school them. We're going to make sure that they get their citizenship the legal way. We're going to set up institutions for allowing them to do that. But instead, what's going on right now is we have a border that is completely wide open and what the Democrats are doing, it's more of a carrot and stick type of approach. Come on in and we're, we're not even carrot and stick, but just, you know, here, this is just the goods. Come on in, go do whatever you got to go do. We're going to allow it. We're going to give you all of these types of benefits, Medicaid, Medicare, whatever it is, jobs, cell phones, you name it, bus and plane rides to all over the country for free, clothing, housing, sanctuary cities, and that's how they're doing it. Here, now look at this here. Listen to what Chuck Schumer said today, okay? Think about this. Now, he's saying that he wants amnesty for the 11 million people that have crossed the border, and he wants to give them citizenship. But here's the caveat, or here's the catch, should I say. It's not 11 million. It's more like in the range of 30 to 40 million. He'll lie through his teeth. And because the Democrats, again, how they own the entire media landscape, people that are watching them think that what he says is actually true. We don't have people calling him out for the phony that he is and the lies that are being told to the American public. Here, watch. Now more than ever, we're short of workers. Uh, we have a population that is not reproducing it on its own with the same level that it used to. The only way we're going to have a great future in America. I have to stop it right there. Okay. You know, you can sit there and say we don't have a population that's reproducing like it used to. Well, if we keep encouraging gay marriage, which it's your choice if that's what you want to do and not encouraging the family, the regular basic family structure with a man and a wife who are have natural abilities to have children. Well, that's going to be the product of that. OK, when you have two men or two women married to each other, there's less of a probability that there's going to be children that are going to be born naturally. So right there. And that's what the Democrats are in favor of. Right. I think they just passed in the Senate today a gay, the, the gay bill, gay marriage bill, whatever. I don't even know what the details are. I just saw a notification come across my phone right before I started the show. But again, you start talking like that and you people don't realize, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But why? Why is it that our population isn't growing at a fast rate? And why is that even actually a problem? Okay, think about this for a second. And I really just, this is just a sidebar to this whole discussion. Think about the human race. When we first started, you know, migrating in this world a million years ago, let's say, right? You would have maybe what? <clears throat> Up to maybe 60 people in a tribe, maybe. And then they would be what? Having 20, a 20 mile radius. Now, in 20 miles, that's as far as the eye can see, but it's only around 60 people that have those 20 miles. Men would go out, they would hunt. While they're doing that, you would have women, they're looking for berries, they're looking for plants, they're looking for herbs and stuff like that. Children are trying to, you know, 
um, replicate what they see their fathers doing as hunters and the women are doing the same, they're childbearing. But again, you have around 60 people in a 20 mile radius. Now what do we have? Now we have around 6 million people in a 20 mile radius. Just look at New York City alone. Okay, stop saying that we have, you know, we don't have enough people here. We have too many people here. It's too congested. It's too, too much. If you read the book, it's called The Human Zoo, right? Look it up. I forgot the, the author's name. It just slips my mind and I could sit here for the next 40 minutes. I will never, ever. I, you could have the Powerball for the $2 billion right here and say, Joey, you got it right here. Give us this author's name. It's not going to happen. But it's called the human zoo. And what he says is the reason why you see so much homosexuality, so many different types of things that are happening is because we're so congested. Right? That's why when you see animals in the zoo, right, that's why you'll see them acting in a homophobic way, in, in some type of homosexual way. Not homophobic, homosexual way. But in the jungle, you don't see that type of behavior. Why? Because they're more spread out. But when you combat, when you combine and humans, they're not really adapt. If you really think about it, we've only been this way for what, maybe 2000 years, really having a, a significant amount of people as, as you know, opposed to for the past, say, I don't know, 900,000 years, we were more spread out. We're not equipped, we're not adapting enough for that. The humans aren't supposed to, we're basically, the book is called The Human Zoo because if you think about it, that's exactly what, say, New York City is, Paris, all of these big major metropolitan cities. When we're compacting all of these human beings and they have to interact with all of these people, that's not what we are built upon. That's not what was built in our DNA. So when he says that back to Chuck Schumer, he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about at all. But here, listen to more of the lies. I'll play from it again, from the beginning. Now more than ever, we're short of workers. Uh, we have a population that is not reproducing it on its own with the same level that it used to. The only way we're going to have a great future in America is if we welcome and embrace immigrants, the dreamers and all of them, because our ultimate goal is to help the dreamers, but get a path to citizenship for all 11 million or however many undocumented there are here. See, he says, well, however many they are there, because he knows that he has to, as a politician, he's got to say that at the end, because it's really like 30 or 40 million. But here's the other thing. The reason why there's no jobs, why the people are not getting jobs is because they're paying such at a low wage. Why? Because you have these undocumented immigrants that are coming here, taking all of the jobs because these corporations know that they can pay and have cheap labor. You go to the hotel, right? You go to these big time hotels. You see all these people, all these, um, you know, uh, staff workers. They can't speak a lick of English. They're making low minimum wage. They're not asking for any type of money. This To them, they're basically probably getting, they feel like they're getting millions of dollars getting paid in comparison to what they were getting paid in Guatemala or Venezuela. But you come here and they're not going to be sitting there going to the boss man and saying, hey, listen, I need a raise here. What's going on? I'm demanding a raise. And if not, I'm going to write a letter to my congressman. They can't even speak English. They don't even know what the congressman or who they are or what they are. And these corporations, they love it because why? Profit margin. See, it's all about money. All of it. Every single thing that you see, it all goes towards money. 
That's it. And what the Democrats are doing with the border is simple. They, they want the votes. They want more people to come in here. Chuck Schumer doesn't care that it's changing the landscape of America, that we don't now, it's, it's totally destroying the culture for whatever we had. And now we're coming into this unknown culture where everybody's speaking different languages. Nobody can really communicate with each other. You have the middle class now becoming the poor class. Again, you have to remember what is really trying to take place here. People in power don't like the middle class. Why? Because the middle class is a population that is bigger than what the elite class is and could eventually overtake what the elitisms that are trying to do. So what you do is you eliminate the middle class. You only have poor people who are dependent on who? The elite. That's why they want all of these immigrations plus the votes. It's really that simple. Now, I want to move on here because last night you had Donald Trump. He announced, he has this big announcement, and he comes out, and people are saying, oh, he shouldn't do it because, you know, we want to get Herschel Walker elected. Listen, if it wasn't for Donald Trump, Herschel Walker wouldn't even be there. You have to also remember the kind of dynamic relationship that Herschel Walker and Donald Trump have together. Donald Trump owned the New Jersey Generals, the USFL football team. And who did they get from college to, instead of going to the NFL, and it was the first major player out of college to sign with a USFL team? It was Herschel Walker on the New Jersey Generals playing for Donald Trump. Donald Trump has Herschel Walker's best interests, okay? And he waited until after the midterms. He knew that. He kept saying, you know, he's hinting to it, but this was his time to come out and say certain things. And we were talking about when we saw about Mitch McConnell not being a alpha male, but being a beta male. See, Donald Trump is the complete opposite of that, and that's why Democrats can't stand him. See, Democrats in, in, a whole, in their whole, they don't like alpha males. They like the beta males. They like males that can be told what to do. And the Republican Party, people like myself, I like to be surrounding myself with alpha males. I consider myself an alpha male, okay? Meaning that, hey, I'm not taking any crap from anyone. America first. And I'm going to do whatever I got to do to make sure that the people who sacrificed their lives before me, I honor them and I'll sacrifice my life for what they did for the freedoms that they gave me. And that somebody is also like Donald Trump. Okay, so he comes out yesterday and this is what he talks about on what to expect if he does become president here. I am running because I believe the world has not yet seen the true glory of what this nation can be. We have not reached that pinnacle, believe it or not. In fact, we can go very far. We're going to have to go far. First, we have to get out of this ditch. And once we're out, you'll see things that nobody imagined for any country. It's called the United States of America, and it's an incredible place. Now, you listen to that. Now, what person who loves America doesn't sit there and say to themselves, I want that type of America here. I want the best that this country can possibly be. See, the reason why people hate Donald Trump so much is because he goes against the establishment and he goes against the elites who how they make money. He doesn't need that type. He has his own self-made money. You can say whatever he wants, that he got it from his father, whatever. But he didn't get it, say, from China. He got it from his own hard work. So he doesn't need this whole political aspect of things. What he does love is America. Go back to his original 
interviews with, say, Phil Donahue on Oprah, whatever it is, on The View, on Johnny Carson, and you listen to him, how he talks about America, how America's always getting cheated out, how, say, Japan is eating their eating America's lunch with technology back then in the 80s or 90s, whenever that interview was. He always has America first, always. But what happened is you have the Democratic Party who's run by the FBI, the CIA. They're all, you know, they're all congested together, the social media outlets, all of them. And the reason why, see, they, these Democrats, they don't really love American citizens. They use American citizens. That's why you hear them say about racism and white people are racist. Well, you have white people saying that there's white supremacy problem. Don't, wouldn't you, if you weren't white, Let's just say you're a black American and you hear whites calling other whites white supremacists. When you sit there and say, this doesn't make any sense. And then you look at the white people saying that and how they are just completely using your race, say blacks or Hispanics. They just use them as political pawns. And if you want more proof of that, you could just look at, say, welfare. Who are the majority of people that are on welfare? Black Americans. Welfare program is something that keeps black Americans down lower on the totem pole. Why? Because they keep needing, needing government assistance. And basically what you say to them is, hey, listen, if you make too much money, we're not going to give you any money. So you better stay there and be quiet. And by the way, go out and vote for us. Because if you go out and vote for us, we're going to continue giving you this government assistance. All they do is use them. And they're using right now Hispanics at the border. It's the same thing. They don't really care genuinely about Hispanics. They have that ambiance that they do, but they really don't. What they really care about is who's gonna vote for us and how much more power can these people, these individual people crossing the border here, give us? And we're gonna use them for that power. That's what's going on here. Now we talked about earlier in the show that we don't have any type of pure leadership. We don't have solutions. We don't, you know, we, we bash say the Democratic Party, but we don't have a clear path on how we're gonna solve certain problems. And one of them was crime. Well, when you have an alpha male like Donald Trump, okay, and he comes there and he takes the position of being a leader, he tells you straight to your face a clear path on how he's going to eliminate crime. Here, watch what he says about drug dealers last night. Responsible for death, carnage, and crime all over our country, every drug dealer during his or her life on average will kill 500 people with the drugs they sell, not to mention the destruction of families. But we're going to be asking everyone who sells drugs, gets caught selling drugs, to receive the death penalty for their heinous acts because it's the only way. Now, you could sit there and say, well, that's really, you know, that's a really harsh thing. What is, what, what's the definition of what a drug dealer is, right? If someone is selling marijuana illegally in the federal system, is that person now going to get the death penalty? I mean, he was a little vague on that, but the gist is this. Hey, if you're dealing fentanyl with cocaine and, and, and doing all this type of really hardcore drugs, you're going to get the death penalty. And that is a deterrent for people then wanting to commit crimes. If there's no deterrent and people are just running around like it's the wild, wild west, what are you going to get? You're going to get what present day America is today. You know, you have no cash bail here in New York. So what happens? These criminals know, I'll commit a crime today. I'll get her if, if, because if, no criminal actually thinks they're getting caught. 
I'll get caught and within two hours I'll be released and I can do commit more crimes. And I'll just learn from my mistake. I won't do that corner. I won't be over there again. I'll be a little bit more careful. But regardless, I'm back out doing my thing. But if you have a deterrent, like, hey, listen, you get caught. Like when you had the three strikes rule, that was a deterrent. You're like, wait a second, I'm on two strikes here. I get a third strike. I'm going away for, to prison forever, for life. That deters people for wanting to be a recidivist activist in criminal activity. But when you don't have that, they think they can get away with murder. And they actually do, literally, murder. They get away with. And that's what the Democrats, see the Democrats don't care about the American citizens. They want those people to think that they can, hey, keep voting for us, we got you. Don't worry about it. And if you look at statistics, statistically speaking, it's black Americans that are committing the most crimes in these you know, populations, New York City, Baltimore, Chicago, LA, Oakland, right? So what do they do, the Democrats? They don't really care about black on black crime. They care about blacks thinking that, hey, these Democrats are allowing us to do whatever, so we'll keep voting for Democrats. That's what they're thinking. But they're not thinking about the family members that are suffering from their children being murdered by black-on-black -black crime. It's really the most ridiculous thing in the world. Now, I want to play a clip for you also here. This is from AOC, okay? Just going to play the clip. Just let it play. I'm not even going to tell you what it's about, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about it. Here is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Um, but secondly, I think another thing that I'd like uh, to address is that the same folks who tell, who tell us and told us that COVID, COVID's just a flu, that climate change isn't real, that January 6th was nothing but a tourist visit, are the same, are now trying to tell us that transgender people are not real. So I would love to debate her just one-on-one. -on -one. I would do it right in front of millions of people and I would have probably the utmost confidence that I would actually destroy her in a debate. I wouldn't even think, hesitate. I wouldn't even need to, to study or prepare at all. I can do it right here on the whim right now. Here's the thing. No one's saying that this whole transgender movement isn't real. What we're trying to say, what people with sane minds are saying, there's only two types of genders, male, female, okay? If you want to sit here and say that there's a third type, well, then you're going to do that at your own risk, and people are able to then make a judgment call against you. Here, I'll give you what I mean here. Again, if you want to be a transgender, do whatever you got to do in your own private business. But when you start seeing things like this, it makes you question, what is going on here? Why are we allowing our kids to do that? And again, just like the border, just like Black Lives Matter, the transgender movement okay, is big bucks. I'm going to say that again. The transgender movement is a huge cash cow. The, trans, the, um, the sex changes, you mutilating your genitalia, you augmenting your breasts, all of that. That is huge money. The hormone treatment that you get, all of that, that you have to keep getting males wanting to have their breasts grow and you have to keep doing it, right? And what has now happened is these doctors, these hospitals started to realize, you know what, this is big money. We can, this is a whole new developed area that we can make huge money. 
and it's never going to go away. And these people that are making these huge monies, they're donors to who? The Democratic Party. People they'll donate to like AOC. But when you sit there and you say, okay, well, well then what is a transgender? I'm going to show you right now. So a couple of people might have been surprised by my transgender pin that I put on this morning. I figured it's about time that I came out and talked about my gender identity. I am trigender, which means like a triangle, I have three genders. Male, female, and non-binary. And the difference between trigender and gender fluid is that I feel all three of these genders at the same time. Okay. Imagine going to Outback Steakhouse and having, you know, a meal with that person and what are you going to talk about? And you're going to actually think that anything that she says actually is truthful. I mean, what are we doing? We're promoting that type of behavior. Again, do whatever you want in the privacy of your own home. What has happened here is, is social media has given these type of people a voice and people like the Democratic Party, like these doctors and physicians that now are specializing in some, some type of transgender operations. They're making a killing, a fortune on it. So they're going to back it up and they're going to look, t turn a blind eye to it because of this. That's what money does. It makes you turn a blind eye to really what is going on here. And what's going on here, in my opinion, that's a sickness. I don't care what you say. Oh, Joe, how can you say that about people? That's not normal saying that you at the same time feel three different identities. It's, come on, stop. And that now you're telling me that there's a third gender, a tri-gender. She feels all of them at the same time. Come on, stop. Now I wanna give a shout out to my boy Aaron from Ohio, okay? This is a listener, he's always commenting on Rumble. Gives me a call out of nowhere today and tells me, thank God you're back doing politics because of the voice. And I want to say this to you, Aaron. Thank you for calling me. I really appreciate it. And anyone who wants to reach out to me, my email is joe at thejocozoshow.com. You could call me direct. If there's anything that you want me to discuss on the show, email me. Again, joe at thejocozoshow.com. And you could ask me any questions. Like, you know, and... You know, if you want to call me, call me too. doesn't matter. You can look me up. I don't even know how Aaron got my phone number, but he did. I answered the phone, had a great conversation with him about America, about the concerns about America. So I loved it. And again, Joe at the Joe Cozo Show. Also look out for our motivational shows that we're doing. Well, I should I say I'm doing all under the umbrella of the Joe Cozo Show. Follow us on YouTube. Follow us on Rumble the, at the Joe Cozo Show. TikTok as well all on social media. Share the show. We're streaming. The audio only is on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, you name it, every single one of them. Amazon Music. All right, and with that being said, what we got? November 16th in the books. I'm out. Peace. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, but that wraps it up for another edition of the Joe Cozo Show. Hee <laughs> hee!